pray that you would heal them. Take us safely through this period and we'll give you the honor, praise, and the glory. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jack. We have preaching for us today Dr. David Parks. His bio's in the worship folder. Um, and I don't need to say anything else. You'll read it when you when you get there. <clears throat> okay. Is this we'll, could be, could be, um, could be. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to do a little review this morning, and uh, and then if I if I get to uh, the lesson, we'll pick on up with uh, with verse uh, fifteen. But we'll see how far I get this morning in Ephesians one. I want to I want to back up as Art says left. Overs and see what we can do. Tim, you asked a question when we left last week. What was your question? You remember? Uh, <laughs> Tim asked last week, you know, the role of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> uh, we know we get it at salvation. And yet... Is there anything we need to do or have to do or should do in, uh, in, that, in, that, in that role? You know, some people, some of our Pentecostal friends talk about the infilling, uh, <clears throat> the second blessing. Uh, there are several words that can be used. And <clears throat> I want to I broaden that a little bit. In Scripture... We talk about the heart. Well, we know the heart is a pump. <laughs> and, and, and that's the function in our body. But when Scripture was written, and it, it was generally thought that the heart is the seat of the emotions, uh, the seat of everything. Basically, we've learned since then that our brain is probably that instrument that's... Uh, that that's the seat of uh, us. Um, there was also thought in uh, in early scripture that it was in our gut. You know, it was our bowels. It was in, in that, and uh, sometimes that does uh, show the seat of our emotions. Sometimes in that area. So I've used this little drawing up here a lot, and. And I want to talk about that. Our body, inside our body, we have, we have the seat of our emotions, the seat of our soul. And we call it our mind, our intellect, the things we've taught, the things we've been taught, the things we know, things we've read, our intellect, you know, our, our learning, so to speak. Our will, <clears throat> our will. Dr. Dobson wrote a book 
one time, and the name of it was a strong-willed child. What did that mean? The little boy did what he wanted to. And, and that's basically the, the will. <clears throat> I call it a switch. We could... <laughs> anyway, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's the world I, I used to live in. But <clears throat> the, um, the idea that if we want to do something, we, we, we do it. We flip the switch in that direction. And then our emotions, you know, our fears, our anxieties, our happiness, our joy, our everything else, our emotions. And that, that makes up who we are. You know, we, we've, uh, Cliff and I have two arms and two legs and, and <clears throat> we're basically the same. Art says, Daddy, with standard deviation. So anyway, we'll have to put that in there. But in, anyway, we're, 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 made, we're made the same. Except when it comes to our mind, our will, and our emotion. At salvation, at salvation, it's a mystery. It's, a, it's God, only Him. God gives us His Spirit right in the middle of everything. Go to Ephesians 1 and let's look at that scripture last week that started this discussion. <clears throat> he says, verse 13, In Him you also, after listening to the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance to the view of redemption of God's own possession and the praise of His glory. Uh, I used a little illustration last week, you know, about turning the ice cream, you know. And when, you get, when it gets hard, you take out the dasher and you get to eat that first. And a preacher that, that I, I used to know, he says, that's the pledge. There's more where that came from. That's the pledge. So the Holy Spirit, God has given us the Holy Spirit within ourselves <clears throat> as a pledge. But there's more coming. Now, Tim's question last week was, well, what's our responsibility in all of this? And our responsibility is... At salvation, we get all of God we're going to get. But how much of God have you given Him? Because this, this, is, what, this is what we do. Well, we say, Lord, <clears throat> I want to grow, but there's a room up here. I'll give you all of my life. But there's a room up here. I don't want you to go in. You got a room in your house that is off limits. <laughs> you know, Belcher says, don't open that. <laughs> so, anyway, <clears throat> in our life, we do that very same thing to the Lord. We say, Lord, you can permeate our, our mind and our will and our emotions, but there's a limit to what I'm going to let you do. 
There's a limit to what I'm going to let you do. We see these people that are that walk around with a holy glow sometimes that seemingly are sold out to the Lord. Well, what, what the deal is, they have given Him this room. They've given Him every aspect of their life. What we do sometimes, we say, well, Lord, I'll give you that, but there's a closet down here. I'm going to keep to myself. So as much as we will allow the Holy Spirit to permeate our emotions, our will, and our mind, He wants to do that. He wants to do that. And when we allow Him to do that, we've got all of God that we can get. Most of us have at least a room and a closet too that we're just not willing to allow the Lord to have. Now, if I get to the Sunday school lesson, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to be very transparent because I've got some rooms that I don't want the Lord to have. And this has been a very convicting week for me trying to study and trying to apply the truth of Scripture. And it's hit me between the eyes in a lot of areas. But before we get to that, take this piece of paper that I've given you and let's, <clears throat> let's look and put your Bible in one hand. And this is a kind of a, a recap of these <clears throat> first 14 verses <clears throat> that we have here. Uh, Paul started out and he says... Uh, by the will of God to the saints uh, and the writer says at Ephesus uh, who are faithful grace and peace and so this is a, uh, a blessing that, that Paul starts out a lot number one he comes back and he says this is my authority this is what, what I have to do <clears throat> I was up at Holston Defense one day and I had a crew of men working up there and <clears throat> I, I had a, a call on the radio and it says, uh, Bill, OSHA's on site. Well, for construction people, we kind of pick our ears up when that, when that, when that ha happens. And <clears throat> he walked in the job trailer and he was giving me down the river. And I says, wait a minute. Show me something. What do you mean, show me something? I says, I want to see some credentials before you rake me across the coals. I don't know who you're talking to, who I'm talking to. So he did. Oh, I'm sorry. And then he pulled out his credentials and he showed them to me. Paul is saying, I am an apostle, not by my own choosing, but by the will of God. We've gone over Paul's conversion on the road to, to Damascus. He was going to persecute any Christian he can find. And God said to him, Paul, I've got a job for you to do. So he said, by the will of God, I am what I am. And he says, 
I want to give you the blessing of grace and peace. Boy, those are two powerful, powerful words. We hear a lot today in this season about peace. It's one of those uh, uh, benign words that it doesn't cause a lot of confusion. Uh, that was a, another little interesting thing. While we were up the hospital last night, they had Christmas trees everywhere, and it was very interesting. And they had one of these pianos that plays itself, you know. Well, on the piano, there was a menorah. There was a, a manger scene. <laughs> and there was a, what's the name of it? Kwanzaa display and it kind of reminded me of Fred Sanford on the, on the Sanford and Sons he, he, he didn't want to offend anybody and, and get them all uh, and cover their bases but he said uh, the, here he, he said the grace and peace from our Lord verses 3 from 6 uh, as Art has talked about we've had the, the work and the blessing of the Father um the blessing of redemption. Uh, God is the giver of all these blessings. And He did, he, he planned this from the very foundation of the world, as we've said and as I've stated in this little statement. Everything in our Scripture we have, everything in our Scripture is going to one thing, and that's redemption of mankind in the coming of Jesus, God's only begotten Son. From the beginning, Genesis 1-1, to the end of Revelation, the whole theme of Scripture is redemption. And one of the most powerful Scriptures we have is John 3-17. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to redemption. So we have the blessing of redemption. And it comes from God the Father. And it comes through Jesus. It comes through Christ. <clears throat> John tells us, you know, that no one cometh to the Father but by me. You have to go to God through the Son. That's the New Testament way. The Old Testament, through the sacrifices and being obedient to the law, but the law couldn't do what Jesus could do. But he fulfilled the law in his death on the cross. The election of grace, which is the foundation of all spiritual blessings. The election is from eternity. Adoption originates in the free grace of God. Adoption is the connection of the person of Christ. Adoption is being believers into the communion of God Himself. We're not Jews. Most of us are not. I didn't even know what a Jew was growing up where I grew up. You know, I, <clears throat> when I was, I was co-opted in Dallas. <clears throat> uh, well, I went to work for Continental Electronics in Dallas when I got out of school and there was a kid from SMU that was co-opting there and he was Jewish and I was invited to his wedding. And dummy me didn't go. And I wish a thousand times since then I'd gone to that Jewish wedding. I, I wanted to, I should have seen it. 
um, and what it was. But we've been adopted into the family of God. Let me pause right here. We've used some words, election, predestined, all these type things. Uh, Don't raise your hand, but I would like for you to tell, email Velta if it's important to you. After we get through with Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians, which is where we said, we might go and study, study that that study of election, predestined, or as they call it today, Reformed theology. It's a big deal in some Southern Baptist churches. Um, If you don't care, that's fine. But if it's important to you, if you would like to take that study, if you'll just email Velta and says, I would like to go. If we don't get anybody, we won't go there. We'll just, we'll probably go back to the Old Testament after we get through with Colossians. But if you would like to, uh, we would, we'll be glad to pause there and take that topic. <clears throat> Verses 7 through 12 is the work and the blessings of His Son. We have redemption through Christ. And we have it because of His blood. The Old Testament, without the shedding of blood, there was no remission. So to satisfy the Old Testament, Jesus had to shed his blood. And he shed his blood on the old rugged cross. And because of his finished work there, we can say, Daddy, we can call Jesus and the Father Daddy. Jesus is our big brother. So that's, that's very... He also gave us divine grace. It was a mystery... Uh, And I've got there part concealed and part revealed. We don't know, we don't know what all God's got for us. You know, I've talked, we've talked about heaven before. It's a, it's a mystery. You know, if I'm going somewhere, I was going to the hospital last night, I googled the hospital and they gave me directions and I went there. If I do anything, I'm that kind of guy, I plan, I, I want to know where I'm going, and Velt uh, will just strike out. I, I'm, not, I'm not like that. We used to camp with some friends, and they camped full time. And I said, Luther, where are you going? He said, I don't know. When we get to the end of the road, we'll take a left or a right. I can't do that. I've got to, I've got to kind of know where I'm going. We don't have anybody that says, Bill... This is what heaven's like. We don't know. I'm convinced in my soul that when we get there, it won't be nothing like we thought about. It'll be totally, totally different. But because God is the author of this life and everything else, I promise you it'll be wonderful. And he told the thief in the cross, you'll be with me in paradise. And wherever that is, that's okay with me. So, Jesus has has told us some things. Some things he's revealed, some things he's concealed. We have, we obtained this inheritance after the counsel of his will. And that goes back to some of this thing we're talking about, predestined, elect, this, this type thing. And then last week we looked at the work of the Spirit, And Jewish and Gentile believers have in common 
the seal of the Holy Spirit because that's who he was talking to. He was talking to people who would come out of Judaism and they were saved at this point. And he was also included us Gentiles and he says, you're sealed with, with the Holy Spirit. We have a common guarantee and inheritance um, and our guarantee consists of the down payment of, of the Spirit. We're given the Holy Spirit while we're here. And as, a, as He allows us, we have. And then the common doxology is unto the praise of His glory. Uh, that's, that's real quickly uh, an outline of the first 14 chapters. Any question at this point? He wrote to him, he wrote, he said, we hadn't seen it, we hadn't heard it, and we hadn't thought about it, but God's got more for us. We've seen some beautiful stuff. I mean, how many of you have been to the Grand Canyon and seen that hole in the ground? And, 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 and wondered. Last night we had a beautiful sunset. We've seen some beautiful stuff. I love music. We've heard some beautiful music. We've heard some beautiful sounds. There's nothing I enjoy hearing more than the laughter of children. I just love it. You know, they might be loud and they might be somewhere else, but I love the laughter of children. And I love the laughter of old people too. <laughs> uh, I... I, I I live downstairs. If you've been to our house, we've got we're downstairs, and that's my Velta calls it my hole. Velta lives upstairs, and we have voicemail. She stops at the top of the chairs, stairs, and hollers at, at me. And so, but when she and Stacy are up there cooking and they're giggling and laughing, it just tickles me to death, you know, to 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 hear that thing. Or the laughter. Where was I going? I don't know where I was going. Heaven, thank you, Tim. <laughs> Bring me back. Uh, so heaven's going to be something else. Something else. Okay. Verse 15. Now we'll get to the lesson. I don't know how far we'll go. For this reason, because of the first 14 verses that he's talked about, for this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you and your love for all the saints. Paul says, for this reason, for this reason, I've heard from you. And one thing that stands out is your love for all the saints. I couldn't get past that word, all.
I have problems loving some Christians. Some of them I don't even like. It's a truth in business. I, I had vendors coming to me all the time. Uh, I retired from Sanders Brothers in Gaffney, and we had, we had vendors coming all the time. And I counted them up one time. In the upstate electrical supply houses, there's about 20. I can't buy from everybody. But who did I buy from? I bought from the ones that I liked. I bought from the ones who would supply my need. I bought to the ones that were competitive. But it all boiled down to who I liked. I might give them a little bit. But if they'd get up early in the morning or late at night and bring me something when I'm knee-deep at, at BMW and got problems and I need some parts. If I call them and they bring it to me, I like that. And you know, you look around, we, we, our circle that we go with is people we like. Right? I like the people that like me. Cliff likes me. I like him. <laughs> pick on, pick on Cliff. <laughs> but, but you see where I'm going. Some of God's people that are saved that are different from me. We had a guy at home. We went through uh, this where where Art was going last week, Tim and. We talked about spiritual gifts. There's nine spiritual gifts. <laughs> and this fellow pipes up, he says, I have the gift of aggravation. You know, there are a lot of Christians that got the gift of aggravation. And, and I have problems. I have problems with people who complain all the time. I have problems. You, you, do, you, do you see where I'm going? Paul says, I love these people because they love all people. That's a room I got to work on. That's a room I'm having a hard time with. Because I don't love everybody. I just don't. We're different. I have found this out. That the more I find out about somebody, what's the old story? If you walk a mile in their shoes, you know, it's a little bit different, you know, when you find out about them. I find out what makes them cranky and cantankerous and all those things, you know. And we say, well, it's just Gwen. <laughs> I'm picking on you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you you under you understand where where I'm going. Gwen, I I love you, darling. I'm, I'm I'm not picking on you. But but you know we he says I love you because you love everybody. 
I love you because you love everybody. I've had problems with that <laughs> this week. And he says in verse 16, Do not cease giving thanks for you while mentioning you in my prayers. So that's the next thing. I don't love everybody. I hadn't prayed for them. I hadn't got gut level and said, Lord, work on Bill. Work on me. He says, do not cease giving thanks for you while mentioning you in my prayers. And look at verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and this is the kicker in the knowledge of Him. Where are you, Bill? I'm in verse 17 of Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1? Right, verse 17. So Paul says, he says, I pray to the Father of glory. That's a that'll that'll preach right there. The Father of everything that we 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 have, and it's beautiful and it's lovely, and all these things that we've talked about. He says, May He give you a spirit of wisdom and of knowledge. Of himself. The more we know about Jesus, the more we'll fall in love with Jesus. The more knowledge we have about Jesus, the more we'll fall in love with him. He didn't say just get knowledge for knowledge's sake. He didn't say just get uh, wisdom for wisdom's sake, but get it of him. To know what the Father wants us to do. I pray that you'll be filled with wisdom and knowledge of Him. That's Paul's prayer to these Ephesians. I pray that you'll get all of me. Verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. Well, we've talked about the heart. The heart has no eyes. But what's the expression? It's not scripture. But what's the expression? Eyes are 
the windows of the soul. That's not scripture, but it's pretty good. The eyes are the windows of the soul. And he says here, he said, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. When we look into people's eyes, it tells us a lot, doesn't it? It's a two-way street. They're looking at us. We're looking at them. It's, it's one of these things. I bark at Velka sometime, and I can see in her eyes that I messed up. I walk into a room where there's a a lot of smiling people that's good but we tell a lot by the eyes and he says the eyes of your heart the eyes of our mind our will and emotion the the eyes of, of this he said I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. I've passed around from time to time. At, I was out at Bob's house. I did the devotion out there and I passed around what I've called the old folks prayer. That and, and I think the older I get, the more I think about it, and I try to read it every day. <clears throat> I don't want to be a sour old man. I don't want to be <laughs> the grouch, you know. You walked or rode by these small towns and it says, this is a town of 506 friendly faces and one old grouch. I don't want to be that one old grouch. And I think, I think a lot of us, when we get up in age, we think we've earned the privilege to being that old grouch. Mm. That the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. The eyes of your heart, your emotions... Your will and your mind. Enlighten the eyes of your heart. We've talked about having ears to hear. And in Revelation, Jesus said it like, if you have ears to hear, hear. If you have ears to hear, hear. Not so much now, but when I was working... I'd be sitting in church and I was having to leave that afternoon to start my weekly rounds and I would think about what I had to do and where I had to go and what problems I was going to have to do. My ears hadn't heard anything the preacher said. 
my heart hadn't been touched because I couldn't hear. We have to have ears to hear. Belton and I have got an agreement on that too. Before you start talking, be sure I'm listening. You know, be sure I'm listening. And it's getting a little bit more difficult. I don't know if she's got a hearing problem or I've got a hearing problem. But it's, 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 one, of, it's one of those things, you know. So we're, we're working on that particular thing. But the eyes of your heart, he says, that you'll know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of his, his of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. If we go back and we want to know the wisdom and the knowledge of the Lord, we can better know where he wants us to go. And we have ears to hear and we have eyes to see the heart of people and the problems we've got. I've got a room up here that I need to work on that I'll see the eyes of the Lord and I'll know more so what His inheritance is for me and for everybody else. Does that help, Tim? Yeah. Okay. You know, you think about it. When we first get saved, we're going home with God and Christ and everything. And the more we say, if we don't keep our eyes and ears and the Word, we tend to back off some. And that's scary. I mean, and it seems like, I mean, I've been saved 18 years. And when I first, I, I look back at when I first got saved. And, I mean, you just wide open, will do everything for God. You, you can't stop. And then you slack off some, and you get a wake-up call. I mean, it, it just it makes me feel terrible of how I used to be to how I was. And it gives me more strength to want to be more. If that makes sense to you. That'll preach. Yeah, we've. You hear Tim say it. I don't know if it's in the bulletin this morning, but we we've, we've got it. Flash it up on the screen. That our acts thing, and it's to disciple. That's what Art and I are trying to do in here. But Daddy used to tell me, you can lead. We can teach. We can do our very best to encourage you to want to dig deeper in the Word. And if any of you ever want to go deeper, let us know. And you can come to the house and we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. But I can't make you do it. I can lead you there, but I can't make you do it. And in this day and time, People will go anywhere they want to go and do anything they want to do. And then maybe, if they've got a little time, we'll go to church. And that's tragic. I've told you this fact before. That in church circles today, 
today, if you go to church twice a month, you're a regular attender. Daddy didn't know that. Because we went every time the doors were open. And I thank Him for it today. I thank Him for it today. We're too close to the beach. We're too close to the mountains. We're too close to soccer, baseball. There was a time we'd never have a, a, a ball game on Sunday. That's the norm now. If you're going to follow your kids, Sunday is another day. It's another day. And that's why making church is tough. And church is being done differently. And we're going to have to take a different approach if we're going to reach people at Covenant today. I don't have the answers. But we need to pray that the Lord will give us wisdom. Jack prayed that the Lord will give us wisdom to know what to do and where to go and how to handle it. Because we don't know. I love you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. I thank you for Scripture. I thank you that it speaks to us. And forgive us for not reading it, studying it, loving you more. Father, help us with these boxes and these closets and these houses that we petitioned off and we won't let you get in. Forgive us of that. As we go to the service, we ask your blessings on Dr. Parks. Give us ears to hear and hearts to listen. And we'll be careful to give you the praise. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.